Welcome to the Just Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. Look, this podcast is raw, authentic, and unscripted. We're going to turn these hard conversations into conversations. This is the only way we can break the stigma when it comes to mental health and suicide prevention. Now, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review, baby. I need them five stars. Sit back, enjoy the show. Let's go. This is the Just Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. For those who don't know who Herbie Mack is, here's a quick introduction. I'm a multiple-time suicide survivor, suicide prevention speaker and coach, and the host of the Just Bleed Podcast. Today's episode, I'm not going to lie to you, is going to be very emotional. Uh, we're going to talk about the Black community and mental health. We're going to break it down with some numbers and whatnot. It's very emotional for me. I'm going to be on an emotional high, being a Black male, attempting suicide multiple times, and just replaying some of the stigmas and whatnot. But I'm going to provide resources that's in the description right now on how we can improve the Black community. The only way we can do that when it comes to mental health as a collective is just talk about it. Let's just be honest. But here goes some of the numbers for those who don't know, okay? The U.S., in the U.S., I'm not going to go across the pond or none of that, but in the U.S., 13% is identified as Black or African-American. Out of that 13%, 16% have experienced some sort of mental health illness in the past year. You may think, man, 16%, that's not a lot. That's 7 million people. That's more than Chicago, more than Houston, more than Philadelphia. It's insane. So before I even keep on going, I want to talk about the youth and whatnot. And some of the things that 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 some of the numbers that I saw, shout out to the University of Columbia with their amazing stats. Thank you for providing them. It, it shows about depression and the ages from the, the from 17 to, I mean, from 12 to 17. Now this goes back from 2008 to 2018. In 2008, when they did a survey for black and African-American youth from the ages of 12 to 17, it was at 9% in 2008. When they did the last test in 2018, it increased from 10% of just depression. Then we go to the next level. Young adults from the ages of 18 to 25, it was, it started when they did it in 2018. I mean, in 2008, at 6%. Last test, it increased to 9%. And then as they kept doing it, the ages from 26 to 49, it was at a 5%, then it increased to 6%. When it comes to mental health challenges, issues, whatever you want to say, we have to debunk the stigma of seeking help and whatnot, because when you you don't do it, especially with depression, if you don't catch it in the early ages or stages, it can go to suicide ideation, thoughts, plans, attempts. And to be honest with you, it's it's dangerous, especially when you get to the suicide numbers, you know, from the ages of 15 to 25, it's the third cause of death leading cause of death for African-American. And I'm not going to lie, like this is part of the emotions that I'm talking about. It's it's something that that we have to, to talk about. 
uh, I'm speaking from my experience now. I was always told that I couldn't express myself, especially from the age of 10, right? I gotta be a man, I gotta man up. And I'm a, I'm a kid, I'm a child. Like I'm playing with my friends, I'm processing things. I don't understand the world. I'm trying to do that and to put so much pressure on a kid, right? Coming from an adult, and I get it, like everybody's parents and style is different. You don't have to comment it down below and be like, well, what about this? What about that? Or even on the reviews. But I was a child and, and I couldn't express myself unless I was happy. And there was days when I wasn't happy. But there was days that I, I felt the type of way. And I couldn't release those emotions because it would identify it as me being weak, me being sad, or, you know, like me being vulnerable and, and all the other things. And it's, it's, it's just one of the things that affected me and really one of the things that led to my attempt of um, trying to end my life. <sighs> I'm not, I'm sorry, guys, but, you know, being that young and then here goes the, the, the phrase that some people you may not heard, but in the black community, what stays in his house, what happens in his house stays in his house, or I didn't see nothing and things like that. It's important for us to be able to express ourselves because at the end of the day, we are human and we are people. So we are emotional. We, we like to communicate. We have to do that. And putting labels on people is something that I'm not a fan of or telling people how to be let people be who they are. Let your son, your daughter express themselves. Making it a healthy conversation is something that's key. Um, but I want to get back to the topic. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. And I get it. You know, a lot of it can be, you know, as I said in the prior episode, when it comes to mental health challenges and whatnot, that it, it can, it, it's different in every aspect, you know, from the environment, from, from being a, from your living situation, from your family dynamics, as far as genetics and whatnot, or just if you are on any meds already and something happened, or if you even start adding drugs and alcohol to that dynamic, it can change your whole trajectory of your life. And for those who are struggling, it's okay not to be okay. And I created this platform to not only provide resources to, to let people know, hey, if you need help, cool. Here, here you are. Here goes this resources. Here goes this link. Here goes this number, which is needed. Oh, if you didn't even know about it. In my, my case, in my situation, I had no idea what, what the hell was a suicide prevention lifeline, right? I had no idea what was a therapist or what they did or the idea of seeking it. Hey, black people, we don't do therapy. Nah, we, nah, 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 for what? And me experiencing trauma at a young age from the age of nine, 10, no, actually 10 and 11, experienced that. And growing up to a young adult, I, I picked up bad habits as far as drinking. I wasn't really into the drugs, but as far as like drinking and, and other dumb things, you know, making poor choices 
in suppressing all my feelings that it led to me snapping and showing my emotions and can't and not being able to control them. So it's highly important to understand your feelings, especially especially when you're sad or or just in general. Even if the the feelings of feeling insecure or whatnot, I always tell people, acknowledge your feelings, but you don't have to believe them. Uh, but I want to get back to this topic. That was my little rant. <laughs> but we talk about that, right? As far as like, as far as like the environment, let's bring it back to there. Now, when we talk about the environment, we can talk about from the, the fact of somatic barriers, right? And the sense of how it can affect the Black community with mental health. And here goes some of these numbers. Along the Black community, roughly constitute between 13, uh, 13% of the U.S. population. Now, with that being said, out of this 13%, 40% are homeless, 40% are in prison, 40%, this is sad, 40%, 45% are children that's in the foster system. And obviously, when you get experienced by that, this affects everything. As I said, being a product of the environment, you have some of those things that can change the trajectory of if you being you being incarcerated, right? Being locked up in prison. I always think about Khalif Browder, right? For those who don't know who he is, I'll break it down a quick summary. Khalif Browder was a young man who got arrested at the age of 16 for allegedly stealing somebody's backpack. He got sent off to Rikers Island. And he was in solitude. He got sent off to Rocket Islands for three years, never really saw a judge or anything. But out of those three years, unfortunately, he was in solitude by himself, confined solitude for two years for a crime that he didn't try to do or he wasn't convicted of. Thankfully, he got released. And, and when he got released, going back to society, being from the Bronx, he was home and he he hung himself at his house because he was traumatized at a young age. And prison can traumatize you. Like, let's just be honest and let's be real. We don't provide enough resources for someone to experience something that he haven't done. Here goes this kid who get thrown in Rockets Island with people that who's been there for real murder, attempts, homicides, whatever you want to say, real crimes, I should say. And this kid is a kid and he's there with men and he's being in solitude for two years by himself, just him and his thoughts, let alone trying to process, how did I get here? Why, why am I here? And when you're not seeing, when you're not able to see a judge, and the judge don't care. And he's just like another, oh, hey, here you go. And it, just put him in there. It messes with your mental. And that young man, unfortunately, died by suicide. We as a collective have to do a better job to set others up, to, to get the proper help that they need, the therapist, the psychiatrist, um, to really 
release those emotions and those traumas so they can understand because nobody deserves to die by suicide. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's rough, y'all. For those who don't know, I am from the Bronx, just like Khalif. And, you know, <laughs> I think about it as like if I was him and and it really gives me the courage to, to share my story with the world, but not only my, my story, but really try to provide information and resources for those to get the proper help. And when I mean provide these resources as far as, as I'm sorry, guys, I'm really getting emotional. Providing resources as far as like trying to seek therapy. So if you're a black male, you can type in therapyforblackman.org to, to get you situated, to find a therapist that look like you, that can speak your language. If you're a black woman, you can find therapyforblackgirls.com to connect with a therapist that can speak your love language. And if you're someone that wants to, hey, maybe therapy's not for me, let me try something different. If you want to try to, and they also do, do provide Black therapists as well, uh, doulas, yoga instructors, uh, mentors, and, and so much more. You can go to wellness.wellness.community. I have everything in the description so you can connect with the right person that's going to help you become the, better, the best version of you. I know not everybody wants to see a therapist and everybody heals differently. It's not a one size fit all. I want to get that out there. Uh, now, if you're someone who, who is not black or not a person of color, you're like, man, I want to help. And how can I help? Honestly, having these numbers right here, um, these not only the numbers, but the, the links, that can help but also having these conversations at home with your family, with, with your friends, breaking down these walls. When it comes to mental health, it's not just a black, white, purple, green thing, it's a human thing. And to improve mental health, we have to do it as a collective. We have to break down these walls. of just, hey man, I hear you, I'm here for you. And sometimes not everybody wants to seek therapy or not everybody's in the mood for, Hey, here goes this number. Here goes this website. Maybe they just need somebody to listen to them. You don't have to. You don't have to sit there to listen to reply. Just listen to understand that. Hey, I'm struggling mentally. I need to release this emotion. Do you have a safe space for me to vent? For me to rant? I just need to just cry. When it comes to healing, I tell everyone it's not a one size fit all. This is a journey. It's a marathon, not a race. Thank you for tuning in to the Just Believe podcast. I appreciate this. Please don't forget to rate, view, comment, share. 
today's episode of the Just Believe podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're currently going through a mental health challenge, don't be scared to look in the show notes and reach out to those resources. If people are going to put labels on you, tell them, look, labels are made for jars, not people. Whatever obstacles that's facing in front of you, you can overcome that as long as you just believe. Until then, I'll see you next week. Peace.